Have you ever wondered why some young people choose to end their lives? Ever wondered who they are and who they left behind? Have you ever wanted to hear their stories? Would you like answers to these questions and many more? Welcome to Suicide Pages with Dr. Lulu. Her mission is to shine light on these young people, create awareness for, and educate the world on youth suicide. Opinions expressed in this podcast are those of Dr. Lulu and her guests. They are not a substitute for professional advice. If you are experiencing suicidal thoughts, call 1-800-273-TALK or send a text to www.crisistextline.org. Now, here's Dr. Lulu. Hello and good afternoon. Welcome back to Suicide Pages with Dr. Lulu, the podcast. How is everyone doing? Today, I have the pleasure of interviewing my first, yes, I said it, my first African-American male in my podcast. It's a very, very special place to be. <laughs> I finally got one of them to agree to speak about that which we know we all go through, which is sadness and pain and suffering and sometimes even depression. So I have the pleasure of introducing my guest in the person of Mr. Torio Pauli who is a fellow podcaster, so that's good. We're both in the same podcast group, and that's kind of how we found each other. Mr. Pauly is going to talk to us about the fact that in the space of one year, he not only lost one or two, but three relatively close people, and one of them was his brother. So Mr. Terrell Pauly is a, he works in the IT, in the medical, or rather healthcare IT I guess, field, for lack of a better word. He is married, no kids. And I told him, I said, hey, you know what? Enjoy your freedom now because once those kids come, those kids come. And that's all I'm going to say, okay? <laughs> as a podcast, and I happen to have been, I guess, lucky enough to have been a guest on his podcast as well. So without further ado, oh, I forgot to mention that one of the people in the space of one year was his brother, but within a few years, he lost another brother. So here's a gentleman that's going to talk to us about about that journey and what that is like. And as you and I know, what's gonna break one person may not break another, but many people can give up under the pressure of extreme grief. And so luckily for us, Mr. Pauly is here, still doing very well. So Torrell, without further ado, take it away. And thank you so much for being here. Good afternoon. Uh, good afternoon, Dr. Lulu. I greatly appreciate the uh, introduction and thank you for having me on your show today. Wonderful. So the first story you're going to tell us, or really, I don't know what, how they happened and in what succession they happened, but certainly I know that they did happen and it happened to you. So could you tell us, I mean, where do you want your story to start? Is it from when your parents met? Is it from when you were in kindergarten? Where does your your story starts. And you mentioned that you were in fights when you were young, so you may want to start there, but it doesn't matter to me, really. The podcast is yours. Ah, okay, okay. Well, um, let's, let's, let's go with, because uh, childhood can be, childhood, childhood is actually a little bit, is a little, can be a little difficult, actually, uh, 
for uh, uh, maybe we can save that portion for another time. Um, um, but what I would like to start from is is basically uh, when back in back in 2009. So actually, 10, 10 years ago, pretty much almost ten years ago to this date. Uh, actually, uh, I actually had some uh, traumatic experiences in where. I had actually lost in that year. I lost three people that were um, uh, that I knew were close to, um, uh, and uh, not all three were blood related. But you know, I knew and close to and friends and and uh, but uh, but one of them was my brother, uh, my youngest brother. I guess my baby brother you would say. And he actually, he actually died at, he was only, he was only, um, he was only 20 years old. Hmm. So he didn't even get to reach 21. Um, and so that was, that was pretty, uh, that was a pretty traumatic, uh, tough, tough year, I would say. Wow. What happened? Do you want to, want to tell us what happened or is it, I mean, uh, uh, tell us yeah. what happened? Well, so yeah, so what I yeah, so what I'll say is that um, uh, you know, so my brother he was you know kind of uh, uh, he was kind of just in places where he shouldn't you know uh, shouldn't be and doing things that he shouldn't have been probably out doing and and hanging out with people that he shouldn't have been with the wrong crowds and and things of that nature and so actually uh so i won't say specifically what happened but 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 he died being somewhere where he shouldn't have been um and uh he kind of lost his life and and that was very unexpected for for me and for my family uh too as well it was it was complete complete shock and you know definitely sorry for your loss that's that's terrible and was that the same year where you had the other two people also die or yeah same yeah same year and the other two people that were were um actually one was um uh so one was um like my so i have a i have an older brother and it was his, it was his like his best friend uh one of his like best friends or kind of like a brother to him and he became my brother because you know through through him and he kind of died unexpectedly uh due due to health related uh caused this and then I had a then I had a young uh a very young niece she also died from uh health related uh causes too as well so they kind of all happened they all happened in the same year and um and so uh so that was that was pretty that was pretty tough pretty tough and it, it was it was pretty tough because um I didn't know how to how to really you know take 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 that the you know of course for me the big one the huge one, the the one was my that affected me the most was my brother, um, and so I didn't really know how to. I had a tough time dealing with it, you know, still having to get up and go to work uh, after I took like a little bit of time off. Um, work was uh, it was it was a tough, tough time period. I'm sorry about that. That's that's awful. So what what did you do to cope? What did you do? Uh, so I, so I will say that. Um, what did I do to cope it? <laughs> what did I do? So I'm trying to, I'm trying to think back, Dr. Lulu. I, I really think that some of the things that I did was not healthy for me actually, because, uh, 
you know, uh, so back then I used to, I used to drink too, you know, I used to drink too, uh, a little too much. And so when that happened, that loss happened, I probably drowned my sorrows in drinking and alcohol, which didn't, which may seem like it helped me at the time, but it wasn't helping. It was just making things worse uh, because I didn't, didn't know how to deal with the pains and the loss. So um, that's one thing that I kind of turned to that didn't help. But I think that after, uh, after that, I think it's just over time. I just, I think just, just over time and, and, and just needing to uh, heal. And because for me, let me tell you, so, so I'm a type of individual, so I, I'm a type of individual uh, person that I like to look at a cup as like, I'm a half, the cup is half full type of, you know, type of guy, type of individual. So I like to always look on the positive side of things uh, in life. And so uh, I think that it's just, for me, it just took time to heal. I mean, every, you know, and that's, that's how I, I, I didn't, I didn't go out and seek like any professional help. You know, maybe I should have, uh, perhaps, but I don't really recall doing anything out of out of the out of the ordinary, but just having time, needing time to heal. What about your family members? Your mom, your dad? Were they supportive? I know they probably were grieving the loss of their child too. Did you get a lot of support or love from from that angle? Yeah, you know, and. Um, you know, at yes, uh, yes, I did. Because my mother, she was actually, uh, was she? I think she was actually still living. She was still living with me at the time. Uh, or actually, she she moved in with me at uh, um, after everything happened, and so so she was there, and so so that is true. So I, my mother was there, and she was around, and so uh, so I had to, you know, I was able to have conversations with her, um, and so we got to kind of go through the grieving process together um, at, at times. And so that was good. That's something that, you know, I don't know that everybody gets necessarily being there with your family member, close family member for that matter. Both of you shared the loss together in the sense that both of you, you know, you lost a brother and she lost a son. So just being there is something. And you may not see it as something you did, but that's something you did. I mean, is, is, was your dad not in the picture? I'm just only because I don't know. Okay. Um, so with you, I'm just curious. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, so yeah. So my dad was, no, my dad was in a picture, but, but, um, uh, um, so, but he was living, he was living, he was living elsewhere. Um, they were living, they were, they were living in the, in the same household. So, uh, but he was still he was still in the picture around. I didn't really talk to him as as often as much, um, but uh, you know I kept in close contact with my mother during that time period. Wow, that's good. Yeah, wonderful. So, generally speaking, how are you doing today? Uh, today, said, I mean, sorry to interrupt, mm -hmm. but you said you have a brother that you also the second brother, right? Uh, yes, yes. What was Unfortunately, the time. What was the time frame between the two brothers? Was it was it close? Uh, no. It this my my actually my second brother. This hap this happened uh, early this this year. Oh no! Yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Oh goodness. Yeah. And yeah. And so and he died. Uh, he he actually 
um, uh, he died because he was actually um, serving time in prison. Um, but, um, and he died because he actually didn't get the medical treatment or care necessary while he was in prison. And that's a whole, um, another story, you know, and I can imagine. That, yeah. Yeah. If you're working in the healthcare field, that must have been just heartbreaking. Yeah, it was, it, it, it uh, it, it was, I, I would say so. Because I'm a doctor, naturally, I'm thinking, what was it? But you don't have to share if you, if you, if you don't want to. But oh, my goodness. I don't mind. I don't mind. Sh- so I don't mind sharing that. So, he, he, yeah. So he, well, uh, so according to the, um, oh, according to the uh, medical examiner's uh, report that we got, he, uh, what do you call it when you have a, um, in, uh, Boy, what do you call it? In your let me see. He had a, I can't believe I just forgot that. But in your leg, when when you have a a blood a blood clot, sorry, he had a blood clot. I mean, that traveled up to his that traveled up to his lungs. So that's an embolus. That's called an embolus. Em, yes, yes. Mm. Wow, that's yeah. painful, but it's usually quick too. So bless his heart. Yeah. How did your mom do with that? Well, she 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 took it she took it pretty 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 rough. Oh goodness. Yeah. Oh boy. And um, <laughs> it's gonna sound like a, a, just a broken record, but how are you doing with that? So. I'm uh, doing pretty well, surprisingly. I, you know, of course, I had to uh, process it, it, right? Um, I will say that mentally, I was in a better, um, a better place, you know, now than I was like ten years ago, right? When my other brother passed away, I was in a totally different place uh, mentally. I would say, and so I was able to better process it, you know, not turn to any, you know, like drinking or anything like that. I just process it, processed it, uh, um, and was able to, uh, you know, it, it kind of helped me just that much quicker process it and, and kind of heal. Because you're older, what is that? What you're saying? I think that um, I am. Uh, yeah, I think that I'm more more mature. Mm. Probably, I, I would say more more mature. Yeah, and it could be that some of it because you said you you now have one brother. It could. Are you the oldest brother? Are you, are you the? I have I have one one brother that's older than me that's okay. still living. Because I was going to say maybe if you were the oldest brother, some of this might be because you know you, you know you got to do the oldest brother thing, you know, and be strong and be there for your mom and all that. I mean, you still need to, but. Sometimes to just just being the, the the birth order does affect you in many many more ways than just the number the number one and number two. How is your oldest brother doing with all of this? Um, I think that he's doing pretty well. Uh, I would I would say from from what we talked. I mean I mean you know he's upset. Understandably so. He's upset about what happened and, and the cause. But yeah. Uh, he, of course. yeah. 
yeah. the ultimate cause. <sighs> Without knowing the details, really those things, they don't give you too much time either. Those PEs, it just, they don't give you too much time. That's yeah. awful. Yeah. So sorry for your loss. Wow. Okay. Thank you. So um, usually I ask, do you have a favorite book that you read, a favorite quote that you use to stay strong? Do you have a favorite favorite podcast that you listen to? Hint, hint. <laughs> well, I used to know, do you have a favorite anything that helped you come around, you know, come around with your journey? I usually want to know if there's any such thing. Sure, Doctor Lulu. So for so maybe so for me, I would say that um, music. I am uh, at least back then, uh, still now, but not not too much now. But especially back then, I was uh, I, you know I I enjoy listening to rap, um, and um, and I enjoy listening to artists such as people like Tupac. He's actually my favorite artist of all time, and uh, so and I. And I would say that that Tupac's music was was uh, very helpful because he um, he was able, you know, through his music, he was able to kind of kind of uh, go through emotions. He was, he was able to be emotional. He was able to be a lot of a lot of different things. And so and articulate it. I think it's yeah. one thing to be emotional and be able to articulate it. And one thing to be emotional and be able to not articulate it. Many males, you know, I, I might be wrong, but I have three of mine. Many males of the three of them, maybe one of them, maybe one and a half, are able to articulate exactly how they're feeling and exactly where they are, all of that. So Tupac was definitely one of those, ironically, he's one of my favorite musicians too. And I quote Tupac all the time. But the funniest thing about it is my 14-year-old son, He's probably the only 14-year-old that I know today's world that listens to Tupac. Wow. And we just, yeah. And I told him, I said, what do you know about Tupac? But it's obviously the music his mother listened to. And I raised him. So, you know, he listens to Tupac. He listens to <laughs> Tribe Called Quest. I mean, he's the only <laughs> that listens to Tribe Called Quest and the roots and music that I grew up listening to because I was born in the 60s. And I identify a lot with the 80s and 90s because I was my young adult age. So Tupac was big. As a matter of fact, I watched his biography. Um, you probably watched it, the documentary that was done on him. And the last thing he said, do you remember the last thing he said in that, in that documentary? No, what did he say? He said, I may not be able to change the world, but I would uh, like the spark. Yeah. And I always say that. I always say that about suicide. I may not be able to, to, end, to change the world, but God help me, I'll light the spark. And many of my Facebook posts, I end by saying, hashtag, I'll light the spark. I'll start the conversation. And it's Tupac, a.k.a. Machiavelli. He was my, he was my man. He, he's definitely, yeah. <laughs> and of course, Big Papa and, you know. Yeah. And, and everybody from the 80s and 90s. I, I listened to Queen Latifah in the days and all of that. Good music, good, good lyrics. Yes, Tupac. yes. Tupac definitely was a visionary. There's no question. So I'm, I'm happy that you listen to me. He is, he's great. But because of my 14-year-old son, I can't get over just listening to his, all of Tupac's songs. And I'm like, dude, what do you know about Tupac? Like, <laughs> but hey, you That's know. That's hilarious. I'm glad. I'm, I'm thankful. And I, you know what? Maybe you guys will meet someday and, and, and exchange notes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. I love, yeah, I love, I love Tupac's music. Um, so that was, so definitely hip hop and rap, just being able to, especially people that, that, that can express their, their, 
uh, their uh, emotions through songs and and uh, and lyrics and raps. I mean that 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 helped. Yeah, that's what I'm saying about he was able. He was also able to articulate. Yeah, raps. he was able to articulate. And I would, I mean, yes, he cussed a little bit because, you know, he's a thug life. <laughs> he, he has a lot of words and he doesn't cover them with R or, you know, things like that. No, he's saying stuff. <laughs> right. And um, all you got to do is just put earphones and hear what he's saying. Interesting. Interesting. Well, that's good because I, I definitely identify with Tupac. I think I'm one of the few, I don't know, maybe I wouldn't say few, but very few doctors Maybe I can say that. I listened to Tupac. I grew up listening to him and, and, and falling in love with his music and style and the sound of his voice. So I definitely agree with you. So that's good. So besides listening to music and Tupac, do you also dance maybe? I don't know. Uh, no, no, I don't, I don't really dance. I don't really dance. I'm kind of, I'm kind of a, I'm an introvert actually, Dr. Lulu. So yeah, yeah. So Ironically, majority of my friends that are quote unquote killing it in the outside entrepreneur space are introverts really being an introvert is not quite an excuse because they're killing it in the media and they come out and say oh i was an introvert <laughs> and it comes to their business or whatever you know their passion and it's like wait wait wait, where's that introvert again <laughs> so i think you're an introvert until you find your passion or find your your life's work and then it's like when you're done working, then you go back to your introverted self, and that's okay too. That's okay. Right. All of us cannot be extroverts, and that is fine. It's completely fine. Well, um, let me see. Was there anything else? Where can the listeners find you? Where can we find you? Are you active on social media? Um, so the listeners, if they, uh, I'm not really active on social media, uh, really, but they can check the, if they wanted to take a look at the pod, my podcast. Um, they can uh, search for careers in healthcare. Is the name of the podcast. If they want to check it out, um, they can find me there. And it's good to know because you know those who listen to me might want to hear the interview. So when is my interview coming out? Do you know yet? <laughs> I, I, you know what? I don't know yet, but I will definitely let you know when uh, when that when it's you know when when that approaches. When it drops. Okay, that's yes. cool. That's cool. And I think one last thing I was going to ask is, um, what do you do to stay centered besides listen to Tupac? I don't know. Does that center you? Uh, um, so nowadays, so I don't, I don't really, um, I'll listen to, so how I get centered. So I don't really listen to, first of all, I, I'm a, I'm a nineties, uh, kind of hip hop rap kind of person so i only listen to 90s music but i don't really listen to too much nowadays uh so how i stay centered now um that's a good question that's a good question i like to i like to meditate i i guess i guess you call them i like to sometimes just kind of sit by myself for a little bit and just kind of think i i think a lot i do a lot of thinking by my you know and uh, and, I, and i like to think by myself with no TV on, nothing, just just there and think and just kind of reflect. Maybe it's kind of reflection, you know, reflection for me, re mm -hmm. reflective. And maybe I don't know if that's a form of meditation or not. I don't really know. I never tried the combination. Who knows? I don't know. But but that that kind of you know, I, I do that to kind of kind of reset. That helps me to kind of reset and kind of refocus. So I do that. Um, besides that, um, I don't really, I don't know what else. That's uh, what about the podcast. What does that do for you? 
Because I was well, going to yeah. ask you, how did you come about starting the podcast anyway? Could that podcast also be an outlet, do you think? For someone who has been through as much grief as you have, I just know that there is more in there, Terrell. I just know it. But you know what? Maybe it's not, maybe not today. But I do believe in my heart that there is more in there. Because someone who has been through the, the pain and the loss of not one but two brothers, not two but three people in one year, it's a, it's a lot. It's a lot. So there's, it could be an articulation situation, but somehow, somewhere, I know that there's a story behind the story. We haven't even touched the surface, but you know what? I don't want to push you too hard so you come back next time. But tell us about the, the podcast. How did you come about that podcast as far as doing it? So um, I, can't, I was trying to, to actually come up with a way to, I wanted to, to actually have, you know, people, people have hobbies. I don't really have hobbies per se. So, but I wanted to do stuff that kind of showcases that uh, where I'm able to use my talents that I've used over the years being, being in healthcare. Um, and how, what, what can I do with that? So, uh, one, the idea that came up was that, well, okay, well, I know all of these different healthcare professionals that I do work with over the years. Uh, it would, what would be really cool is if I could, if, is if, um, I could actually start a podcast and just kind of recognize all of, all of these um, healthcare professionals and have conversations with them to allow them to share their story, professional, personal, whatever they want to talk about, and just have a conversation. And, and I enjoy it. So even though I'm, a, I'm an introvert, I like to have one-on-one conversations, uh, Dr. Lulu, like one-on-one, um, maybe not on video per se, but, you know, just, <laughs> but, just, <laughs> but just talking one-on-one. And uh, I like, you know, that, that I, I enjoy that. So I have fun at that. So that's how that came about. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. And, and that's actually, I ain't even mad at you for that. Uh, some people do one-on-one more. Some people do a crowd more, you know, to each his own. So has the podcast brought you any joy? I mean, and I, we certainly, certainly as a, as a healthcare provider, I, I would want to be the first at least for myself to say thank you we appreciate it because in the medical field you don't often get i mean yeah people say thank you doctor as long as they feel better but no one remembers that for all the for the one maybe kid that whatever didn't go well and you get crucified for that one there have been many 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 more that everything went well and no one was there to say thank you for even the ones that don't get, because I don't know anyone, I think I was interviewing one of my guests and who was saying that no doctor wakes up in the morning, okay, today is the day I'm going to kill a patient, so to say. And I know the word kill is so powerful, but like no doctor is going, a real true doctor who took a Hippocratic oath is not going to say today is the day I want to make a mistake and get, and a patient gets hurt. Whenever a medical accident happens, there's more than one person hurting. The doctor is often hurting. And I speak this because I lost a patient to suicide. And I know to this day, that may be one of the reasons that I'm doing this amongst others. I just, I just like, maybe if I had done something different, if I had done something more. So doctors and healthcare people, we do feel that. So I appreciate anybody who wants to you know, say, thank you for the good work you're doing. So definitely, I appreciate it. I'll make sure I spread the word, get more people to come and just get a pat on the back before they go back to their daily grind because the, the, the struggle is real out there just trying to get 
recognized consistently for the hard work, which, as you know, and it costs so much money to go to med school and all that. So a lot of people just want to, they want to do, doctors mean well, mean well. Right. I to say thank you. I wanted to show, to showcase us. I definitely appreciate that. I definitely appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. All right. Well, um, if you don't have anything else, then I really appreciate your coming on the, on the podcast. I want to know, um, I mean, I know it's just, the podcast is one thing you said, but as far as other things going on in your life, do you have any other projects besides the podcast? Um, uh, I do have a YouTube channel that uh, actually, yeah. So I do have a YouTube channel where I actually showcase some of my uh, healthcare IT skills. So it's uh, the can... introvert. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's um. Channel, we don't get to see your face, huh? Yes, you do actually. Oh wow! Says the introvert. On some, on some videos, on some, not not all, oh, not all, only a few. Just teasing. I'm just messing. <laughs> so yeah, so that's the same name. Uh, I think it's also careers in healthcare. You can find it, find me on YouTube too as well. So you heard it, ladies and gentlemen. He said we can find him on YouTube, careers in healthcare, and his podcast, careers in healthcare. Mr. Toriel Pauli, and I hope I said your last name correct, Pauli. Thank yes. you so much for being a guest on Suicide Pages. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Yes, you are probably, I don't know, Hercules or maybe his brother or something because you have been able to survive and withstand a lot of pain and a lot of trauma. I guess in young adulthood, maybe even all those little, little fights you got in as a child, maybe those things helped to strengthen you because, you know, you can be physically strong, but you also need to be emotionally strong. And I think on the emotional strength department, you definitely got that. Physical, I don't know. Did you get beat up during your fights? Or <laughs> did you, you win? How, who was winning? How, how were those childhood fights? Did you, did you win more? Did you lose more? Those childhood fights, Dr. Lulu, those, those were kind of rough. So I, uh, so I grew up, so, yeah, so I, so I grew up in, uh, I grew up in, in New Jersey, in uh, East Orange, New Jersey, if anybody's familiar with that, any of your guests, uh, or I mean, I'm sorry, your audience, uh, that's Northern New Jersey, kind of up there close to uh, New York. And uh, so it was kind of, you had to, um, it, it was rough kind of growing up there. You had to, fighting was part of the process, was part of just, it just came with the territory. And I wasn't necessarily, you know, you had to learn and you had to, you had to learn. So it was rough. I'll, I'll, I'll put it like that. And, and he's a man of not very many words. As you can <laughs> I'll put it like that. He's best, yes. But you know what? I believe in my heart that whether we like it or not, some of those rough, quote unquote, rough days of his childhood did prepare him for, for his adulthood. Losing one person is, is, is bad enough. Losing two is double so. Losing three and then four, maybe even more. This gentleman is definitely someone who has been to the end and, and is on his way back. And, and we applaud him for that. It's not easy. It cannot be easy. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for being a guest. I appreciate it. I know I had to milk it out of you to come, but I'm so glad you came. <laughs> I'm so thankful. <laughs> can I, can I, can, can I ask something? Can I, yeah, sure. So uh, so I just wanted to just want to add maybe uh, for, you know, for a listener that may have um, that can maybe, maybe relate to what I've 
what I've gone through. And I just, it's, it's just kind of, uh, how, how I like to look at, look at life is, um, you know, life is, I mean, we're, we're only here for a certain amount of time, you know, on this, on this earth. And, um, there's always going to be a, t- a tomorrow. So, uh, no matter how difficult life is and you're going to have difficult times, uh, you're going to go through rough patches and, you know, like I've been through rough patches, but, um, you know, t- you know, tomorrow's also, t- uh, there's all, all, it's always a sunny day tomorrow. That's how, that's how I kind of look at life. It's always a tomorrow. It's always the next day. And so just look at that and, you know, things, things will get better. Um, and that's all I wanted to say. And so he saved the best for last, as you heard that. He, he, he actually beat me to it. I don't even know if I was going to. I, I, I must have just forgotten that. Usually I ask, do you have any, any words of advice or words of encouragement? So thank you, Toriel, because that means, Toriel, because that means you, are listening to, you are listening intently at our icebreaker phone call because I did mention I usually want a word of advice for the listeners and Every now and then, and every now and again, I remember, and I guess sometimes I forget. But thank you so much. So you heard it. There's always going to be tomorrow if you just hang in there, and that's kind of a common thread that most of my guests have been giving. Majority of the time, there is going to be tomorrow if you just hang in there. There is always going to be tomorrow, and um, for the praying people out there, just pray that tomorrow, you know, brings you people that understand you, people that see you, recognize you, actually like looking into your eyes and, and know from whence you come. So thank you so much, Terrell Polly. Beautiful name, by the way. I um, will let you go now because I know you've got, you've got a lot of work to do, Mr. Busy Podcaster. <laughs> so guests, thank you so much. This is Dr. Lulu with Suicide Pages, the podcast. Thank you so much. Remember what I say, parents, parenting is hard. Imagine his mother losing not one but two sons. How hard that can be. So definitely sometimes you have to reach deep down. You may not understand it. You may not know why. And sometimes I'm just like, is there even a God out there? Like, why is this happening? But maybe if you just hang in there, you know, there's a silver lining. There's a rainbow after the the storm. And um, you end up on your feet on the other side. So my love to your mother, Terrell. Give her a special hug from Dr. Lulu today and from my listeners. And until next time, y'all, thank you so much for listening. This is Dr. Lulu signing out. Ciao, Bella.